It's your favorite podcast, get a bucket. Nah, I'm playing. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, get a bucket. I'm your host, Trey. I appreciate the love. Love y'all. Really do. Give yourself a round of applause, please. There you go. Now, I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, this week has been a very good week so far. I'm not going to get into it. I just wanted to state that I truly do believe in karma. You know, you, you give out positive vibes, and positive vibes will, call, will just come right back to you. So, with all that being said, I hope you guys had a wonderful week. Enjoy your weekend, and um, let's go ahead and slide right on into the game. Quarter one, NBA updates per usual. Uh, we had two teams who are on pace for 70-win games, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, that's highlighted by LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. You can throw Chris Mills in there if you need to throw somebody. Um, the game was, for a long time, it was an ass-whooping. Uh, the Bucks were, were, were handing it to us. Can you hold you? Giannis was getting saucy out there. Um, the man looked monstrous. Like, it was insane. He was, he was driving. He was finishing in contact, of course. And, um... One part of the game that we don't really see too often is he's he's hitting contested three-point jump shots and deep contested three-point jump shots over the likes of Anthony Davis. Like, all right, if that's occurring, we might as well go ahead and hand him the best in the NBA trophy right now because he's kind of unstoppable. If he's consistently doing that, the Bucks are a whole problem. A whole problem because now they can play five out. It doesn't matter. I was impressed. I was impressed. And then Braun only scored twenty points. I need you. He's always underperforming against against the players that he should not underperform against. Uh, he was in foul trouble. I mean, cool. He got a triple double, but but still, I hate to say we need more. And I'm not trying to make it seem like triple double is just some meaningless thing, but. If you're trying to be compared to the GOATs, if you're trying to say you're the best in the league, well, I need you to showcase that in the game. Like, Anthony Davis was having was having a stellar game with 30-something points. Cool. Got you. 36 points, I think. Um, Ron can contribute more than 20. I'm just saying. That's, that's more like something I would expect from Kyle Kuzma or Danny Green, which Danny Green did drop 21 points. Danny Green is coming up clutch in games that we need to see. So, I like that aspect of, uh, of the team. So, maybe we will be all right come playoff time with our role players. Now, another game that came on, the Clippers and the Rockets. I'm starting to question, are the Clippers overhyped? Or are the Rockets really just that good? Because... You know, the Clippers had a 15-point lead at halftime. Mind you, it's the NBA, so, you know, leads can diminish very quickly. But right now, the Rockets have the, are leading the series 2-1 to one against the Clippers. I know it's early. And to the credit, like, the Rockets have been together a little longer. Like, they've integrated Russell Westbrook. But to a degree, that's not that hard to implement, right? So if I'm sitting up there wondering what in the world is going wrong with the Clippers... I'm thinking it might not be, like, is, is it the fact that it's too early in the season right now? Is it the fact that maybe they just take off games? Maybe the Rockets just get hot sometimes? Like, what does the problem seem to be? I'm getting tired of these damn 
sirens. I'm sorry. It just gets really frustrating when I, that's all you hear throughout the day is just sirens continuously. Um, but back to the show. So <laughs> that's my little rant. But now, so um, is it really like I'm trying to figure out what it is about the Clippers and and maybe the Rockets just are the kryptonite to the Clippers. Like they're that hot shooting team where you got James Harden and you have your spaced out shooters like your like your Eric Gordon. Shout out to Eric Gordon. Uh, he got a little special shout out on the on the podcast on on, on the IG today. Um, you have your PJ Tuckers. You have your Ben McLemore's, who's actually been thriving in this system pretty well this year. Um, Austin Rivers. I mean, they just have like three-point shooters, and even Austin Rivers is okay at three-point shooting. You know, like the only person who can't really shoot that well is Clint Capella and Russell Westbrook. So when you have that type of caliber team, and they also play a little defense sometimes, like they've been coming along strong defensively, like as of late. So when you have that type of team that can combat, that can combat. The Clippers, I want to see how the Clippers can handle it mentally. Are they mentally ready? Like that, We haven't really seen them get battle-tested, really. So, I mean, they, they are a talented team, but talent can't always get you there. You know, like, this is a different scenario, but case in point, when the Lakers added Carl Malone and Gary Payton, that was talent enough to win a championship, but we got our ass whooped by Detroit. So, I just want to see how the Clippers actually respond back to this, and this might be a good-ass playoff appearance. Quarter two. Now, for those of y'all who don't know, there was a big little shakeup in the college basketball news nowadays. Uh, James Wiseman, one of the top three draft picks or potential draft picks for this upcoming draft, uh, decided to leave Memphis. That's right. He left his college team, and he was actually in a scenario where he was accused of taking money from his coach, uh, Penny Hardaway, and it was about like $11,000 worth. And as a result, they suspended him for like nine games or something like that. It was like a long ass amount of time. And so from there, he was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm about, I, I, he showcased he showca- he showcased enough to say, hey, I'm I'm deserved to be at minimum a top five. Um, and I'm gonna just focus now on the NBA. <sighs> My question is this: Was it the right decision? Because yeah, you're. I think it was personally. I'm just gonna say that. You, he, he, he's shown the ability to be a top five draft pick with his athleticism, with his ability to finish at in the, in the block. Uh, he's able to shoot a little bit. Um, I, he has good physical tools. Like that's a quality player right there in the league. I, I can't say star or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not seeing that per se. But I'm not saying, oh, that, that, that book is closed. Like, you know, like, he has potential. Now he avoids injury. At least, like, he, he, cuts, that, he cuts that likelihood down significantly. Um, you know, you might have dirty players in the league. Um, he can just focus on things that he struggled with during college and improve those points. He can also focus on his body, something that, for example, LeBron has emphasize a like he needs to improve his body so this this really is a good thing for him i think i think this was the right decision now i don't think this is going to be a college trend per se i think college i think if you're going to school and you're a top tier player you might want to consider not playing after a certain point in time because like especially if you're like dominating 
So, for example, when Zion played, he was dominant. Like, if he had stopped mid-season, you knew he was being he was going to be the number one draft pick. I'm talking about instances like that. You can consider stop playing and just protect yourself going forward because you are an investment. Like, your body, you can have a freak accident and then, oh, you're done. Like, Brandon Roy in the NBA was on pace to be, like, considered. I thought he could have been better than Kobe type. Like, like it, it, it seemed like that in, in, in moments. And then one injury caused his whole career to derail. I'm just saying an injury can occur and you want to preserve yourself as long as possible in this game. Because the game, like, you can love the game, but the game will not always love you back. Just saying. So, will it be a college trend? You might want to consider it. And, like, as a result, I think this may lead to the NCAA and NBA partnering up. You need to have like a two-year rule in place where if you come to college, you are guaranteeing two-year commitment. If not, you're able to go from high school to the pros or the G League, whichever works, like whichever one works for you. Um, I think that will produce better college ball as well as better NBA basketball. Reason being, the the like the rookies won't coming in like they'll, they'll be coming in a lot more humble like let's say for example you think you're good and, and you're coming out of high school and you you decide to bypass college and then you don't go to the draft you go to the gv you know like then when you come into the draft you're gonna be a lot hum you're gonna be a lot more humble and a lot more ready to actually hoop because guess what you, you see that it's not that easy getting in this thing so it might not be too bad of a decision to have this done. It might not be. Like, I could very easily see high school basketball players going straight back into college. And like I said, with players such as Imani Bates coming out, I hope that's the case because their talents should be displayed. Or like, they, like they need to be able to hit the ground running in in the NBA. If it is wise for them to hit college. Or maybe like maybe they can hit the G League and like get their body right and then come into the NBA. But I don't think you have I don't think every player from high school needs to go to college. Quarter three. That's right, no halftime, ladies and gentlemen. We're just gonna go right into quarter three. I ain't really have nothing to talk about for halftime. Um Racism within the NBA. Now, I'm bringing this up because Russell Westbrook is being sued by Shane Kiesel. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, Shane Kiesel is the gentleman who was who received the lifetime ban by the Utah Jazz um, after he was apparently saying a race. Like he he came off a little racially insensitive towards Russell Westbrook. Um, now Russell Westbrook has actually, you know what? Let's give uh, Shane Kiesel um, his moment to actually say what he said. Sit down and ice your knees, bro. And he turned to me and he's like, that's heat, that's heat. And I'm like, well, you're going to need it. And then it turned into not safe for work. All right. Now, let's hear what Russell had to say because it, it was a little bit different. Young man's wife and his told me uh, to get down on my knees like he used to. And for me, that's just completely disrespectful. Uh, I think it's racial. I just think that there's got to be something done. There's got to be some consequences for those type of people. You see what I'm saying? Just a little bit different. Like, uh, 
Who do you believe? Who do you believe? Now, the result was, like I said earlier, a lifetime ban. Um, Kiesel has, fi has filed a lawsuit worth $68 million. And on top of that, because, you know, he's saying he's, like, emotionally distressed, you know, um, slander, all that good stuff. Um, and on top of that, my man wants a public apology. Oh, but wait, there's more. Because his girlfriend also filed a suit worth 32 mil. So, if my math was correct, which I'm pretty positive it was, like I did take calculus, so I think I can do a little bit of addition. He's trying to rake in 100 mil and a public apology. Not a not a handshake and a my bad behind closed doors. Not a lifetime ticket to any damn Laker or any Warrior or Bucks or any game that you so choose to watch on floor, box, whatever. Like nothing like that. He wanted a public apology. Cool. Um here's my thing. Here's my thing. Now, I'm not saying I've personally seen this. I don't know the man myself. Um, I am not slandering his name worth a damn. However, there were reports of Kiesel saying content which, you know, could be interpreted as racial. Again, I have not, I did not see those. I'm not saying he did or did not say these things. But apparently on Twitter... He stated, Westbrook needs to go back where he came from. Hashtag MAGA. Hmm. Well, if he did say that, if he did say that, you know, which I would not be surprised nowadays, um... You have some audacity. Like, as my man, the lion off of the Wizard of Oz said. The lion. Thank you. Like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you ask for a mill and a public apology? Like, a hundred mil and a public apology. I'm just... The entitlement is just baffling i i don't i don't i don't I, I don't get it like i ain't seen someone more bold than jen chow from rush hour and mind you that's it we're asking he's asking for double he's asking for double like come on fam come like come on dog like, if he loses this suit, I really hope Westbrook countersues him just because. Like, Buddy's got to go. I'm sorry. You, you get a buzzer for this one. Quarter four. Load management. Um, I'm bringing this up because, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers, they do play Christmas Day, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Um, my thing is this. Do you believe in Bron's method of playing it? Every game, if you're healthy, which you know you should, or Kawhi's load management, where you know if you should you play if you're injured, because it seems like LeBron James is trying to take shots at Kawhi, but I think Kawhi is actually still 
injured. And that's why they, you know, sit down and rest. Also, Braun's been, you know, been doing load management for quite some time. So how, you know, it's like called, it's like the pot calling the kettle black. How can you sit up there and kind of go at Kawhi or take these little cheap shots when you've done it yourself over your career? I mean, then should we start looking at your career on this one and be like, mm, well, then let's, let's start scaling you back a little bit as well. Like, you know, if you're going to dish it out, you got to take it. Um, now, let's, let, let's listen to what Braun actually had to say about load management. I mean, that's the, that should be the approach. I mean, unless we're getting to, like, you know, late in the season, we've clinched, and we can't get any better or any worse. And, you know, it could benefit from that. But, I mean, why, why wouldn't I play if I'm healthy? It doesn't make any sense to me, personally. I mean, I don't know how many games I got left in my career. I don't know how many kids that may show up to a game that they're to come see me play. And if I sit out, then what? You know, that's my obligation. My obligation is to play, play for my teammates. And if I'm if I'm healthy, then I'm going to play. If coach sits me out, then I'm, I'm not healthy. And, and it's just that simple. Interesting. Interesting. And now let's listen to what my man Doc Rivers had to say about load management. It's our philosophy. I don't know what theirs are. You know, uh, I think theirs is whatever LeBron says it is. To be honest, that makes a lot of sense to me. But no, I think uh, I like what we're doing. I think it's a smart thing to do. And you know, who knows? We'll see at the end. Well, that was um, a nice little shot fired by Doc Rivers. Um, I like it. It's going to set up a nice little game for Christmas. Uh, possibly to find, uh, possibly the uh, some round in the playoffs. Who knows? We could we could see that occur. But I'm kind of again siding with the Clippers on this one. Like if your player is hurt, you should not play. And again, I feel like Bron's kind of taking a shot at Kawhi when he can't really make that statement, especially when he's done it before. Like that's a that was a knock against you by some analysts in the past. So how dare you sit up there and talk about, oh, well, I'm going to play all games. Like, I'm pretty positive we're going to see him get injured later on in the season to rest up for his playoff run. Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident. And if not, I'll be shocked. I think you'll also tire out because he is older and it might be wise to load manage or, I'm sorry, fake an injury in your case. But... Let's see how that goes for you, buddy. I understand you're, you're, you're turning 35. You're not as young and spry as you once were. I understand you had that nice, what, I don't know how many months off. But the game is a little faster nowadays. There are teams out there with athletes who can compete with you. You have players such as James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Like, you have to guard those players as well. Like you have to defend now. You've been challenged by Anthony Davis. Matter of fact, Let's take a listen to that tape, to that clip as well. I told him, all I, all I did was talk to LeBron about defense. Um, I told him I'm going to challenge him to be on defense. Um, I told him I want him to make uh, NBA first-team defense. You know, I think that's something that he, he can do. And, uh, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to uplift our team. You know, nights where we don't shoot it well, we're going to have to rely on our defense. And the things he's been able to do uh, when we watch film, um, you know, hustle, hustle plays and, and talking and, taking charges and things like that. Um, it kind of kickstarted our defense. And when guys see their leaders doing it, guys follow suit. So uh, my big, biggest thing with him was challenging him on the defensive end. 
And side note, he gave us a little shout out as well. I mean, Philly Cali hasn't stopped me from getting a bucket at all. <laughs> See, hey, we getting up there nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. But nah, I'm just saying, maybe you should start load management just a little bit, especially if you want to make a nice little run into the playoffs. Don't let your ego get aside. Like, if you want to win the championship, which I don't think we're going to do, but if you think you want to get one, you might want to actually load manage. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, well, that's all the time I had personally. Thank you all for listening. Uh, continue to subscribe to the podcast. Follow the Instagram account, you know, share it to people. Uh, and, you know, have a happy holidays. Uh, I'll see you guys before the New Year's as well. But, again, share time with your family, your loved ones. Um, it's always good to be around family. Well, not always, but it's usually good to be around family. So, again, thank you all for the support. And uh, continue to subscribe and continue to listen. See y'all.